Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to another episode of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And we are here to bring back the spooky. Yep. Here bring to spooky. To spooky out. So, um, like, I think our new theme, or, I mean, not always, but we've, we've become very uh, attached to telling you about these weird news stories that we keep finding yep. in our intros, and uh, they're, they're very fun. David, you have one, right? Yeah, a lot of weird shit happens, um, especially in our great city of Los Angeles, which um, I think this is technically Los Angeles, kind of on the outskirts, um, but a uh, so very common thing these days are these um, these front door cameras oh yeah like the rings or whatever yeah and one of them caught a guy recently who uh went by the name of robert daniel arroyo and he was 33 and he was captured um licking someone's (laughs) doorbell for three hours straight (laughs) from several several different angles Wait, <laughs> so is it just, is it a camera shot of... There's three of hours of footage t- of this guy, black and white footage of him just sitting there just licking the doorbe- doorbell. Wait, so how many doorbells does this person have outside their just house? Just one. He just really went to town on well, this one doorbell. the camera's in the doorbell, so is it yeah, just this like one, a tongue? Yeah, this one's like off to the side of it. Oh, so maybe they just have one of those, like they have like a doorbell, like a ring, and then they have like an old school doorbell. Yeah. You know, because a lot of the houses, they have like that that old school doorbell yeah so is that like a um he, he just likes because she the person touched it is it a was it a, was he a stalker um it was a family house so yeah i don't I, I'm, I'm assuming drugs but who knows i was gonna say because three hours is kind of overkill for any anything you, I, I, you've I, gotten I, it all off at that point i can't do anything for three hours really yeah so jesus christ <laughs> Where is this again? This was in um, Salinas, California. Oh, I've heard of Salinas. I don't know where that is, but... Maybe they had some really good uh, barbecue going in the back earlier that day, and he smelt it, and he thought maybe he got some of that sweet barbecue on the doorbell. I was going to say, if... Well, people haven't eaten the barbecue yet if if they're showing up and ringing the doorbell, right? But I'm saying, you know, maybe they went to the store to get more beer, and they came back with that delicious barbecue chicken on their fingers and touched it. They have to ring their own doorbell to get inside, or is okay? It's you the know, closest you could get to that sweet chicken. <laughs> well, is it illegal? That's my question. Um, are you allowed to lick somebody's doorbell for three hours? I'm sure there's a point where for it's one like minute, really there has to be some type of like I don't know menacing or like maybe trespassing in a sense i don't know if somebody doesn't like it it should be kind of illegal to like it, you know it's just like if somebody like stands on your front lawn and there's like oh uh, i mean i guess it's trespassing right yeah okay so i mean i, I think so but who knows <laughs> let alone the licking so um but i uh um, oh wait there's another sentence right here um they added that <laughs> I, it need, appeared... I need so much more information on <laughs> this. in this article it says they added that he appeared to relieve himself in the front in the front yard oh that, i don't want that information i take that back no. does okay. that mean he's tugging it or just taking a leak uh, he's tugging it it could be both i think uh i mean if you're licking the doorbell i could i do not understand the the mind state behind that one it has to be drugs and how did he not wake them up you tell me that he licked the he's doorbell a, he's a soft liquor <laughs> he's a very gentle loving liquor <laughs> 
boy. Oh, man. I mean, I just love the, I would love the look on the people's face. And, like, the ring should actually, like, pick up somebody and, like, give you a notification or something. But I guess if it's in the middle of the night, maybe. Yeah, I think it's more of a sensor thing. But I just love the idea of him accidentally pressing the doorbell with his tongue and then them coming out and he's like, yeah, it was like it was super. I'm pretty sure it was like from. Uh, I think it was from like uh, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. Oh, those are prime sleeping hours. Prime okay. doorbell he, doorbell licking he hours. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Well, I'll remember not to do that in the future. Yeah. Um, At least look for a camera if you're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I I'm always really surprised by like how many people still uh, still steal packages off porches oh when yeah. there's like clearly cameras right in front of them like yeah. i'm surprised these people just like they have nothing over their face they'll walk up and just take the package and yeah then, and it's all, a lot of the time it, it looks like just like normal like husbands or wives and they get in their like trucks and i'm just like yeah you're a grown adult i expected this from like a kid yeah there's a really good video i saw of this engineer who built this box i saw that same video yeah the glitter and yeah the skunk spray so he built this box that when you opened it it shot like a pound of glitter like everywhere it was the finest glitter he could find too it was yeah like, really really hard to like vacuum up and clean up and he put a little gps on it so he knew where it was and it had four cameras on each end of it so he caught everything and uh and then after a while if they didn't get rid of it he, he, there was like a every 30 seconds it, it was would, like a fart it was like a fart can it would spray fart smell exactly so if they didn't in order to get the the box back because it had like four iphones in it for the cameras and stuff so okay. you could see from every single direction yeah. like whether wherever they open the box from and they uh yeah every 30 seconds sprayed a fart spray so yeah. they would throw it out of their car or out of their house so they didn't that's how they got the yeah. and it has gps so they went and found it but he did to like a bunch of people which yeah is hilarious great video so yeah you should go find that online okay i have also have a a quick story for you um about an oklahoma man who got in a fight with his stepfather and you know it so Bradley Davis was uh, he's thirty. This was in 2015. So okay. So he was 34 then, and uh, he pleaded guilty on Monday, that Monday in 2015, um, for first degree manslaughter. Hmm. Um, oh, and it looks like the, the death happened in 2013. So this was like many years ago. Wow. Okay. So it took him two years. Because Going back in time. The here. death was so interesting. Um, cause Davis said it was like a bad dream because apparently he got in a fight with his stepfather who was an apparent asshole and, um, punched him and knocked him out. And he said, Hmm, how can I make this more humiliating for him? Oh God. So he pulled, gonna kill him. He pulled up his underwear to give him an atomic wedgie after the guy was passed out. And he pulled it so far up that he like kind of, you know, I think he broke, he head. broke the waistband. Okay. And then he went and he put it over his head, and I guess it went around his neck, um, and so like strangled him to what death. What I'm imagining is that the fabric broke, but the elastic band did not, so the elastic was around his throat yeah, from behind. Yeah, and it was pulling from behind like somebody's strangling you, and he took a picture, and he laughed about it, and he said, I, I never had any intention of killing the man. He said, there was no way I ever thought that this could happen. I was panicked, mad, scared. Things got out of hand. Jesus. Uh, they said that they were drinking together uh, at a trailer a few days before Christmas, and this happened, and... Um, <laughs> 
I mean, this is trailer activity, I guess, you know, yeah. atomic wedgies over the head. <laughs> it says his stepfather, he reports that his uh, stepfather was a bully and he pulled up his underwear in hopes of embarrassing him. In fact, he said he took a photograph of his stepfather showing his underwear over his head. <laughs> this was uh, in San Antonio, Texas. Oof. Oh, it says an Oklahoma man. What? Maybe oh, they, oh, they were... reported this in San Antonio, Texas. I mean, oh, okay. yeah, I'm still... It's close enough, right? On the spot. Yeah. Um, so if you're drunk and you knock out your stepdad, just keep his underwear in his pants. You know, you don't you don't have to because... Leave them where they are. Yeah, you don't have to pull it over his head because you might go to... You can just draw shit on his face. I mean, imagine going to prison and being like, yo, what are you in for? And the guy's like, I, I'm a triple homicide. It was a bad drug deal gone bad. And yeah. so I was like, what are you in for? He's like, punch my stepdad and strangle him with his own tidy whities You're like... They could either sound like the most badass thing in the world or the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> it does kind of sound like... I don't know what... Don't want you say phrase it, cool, it right but... and it sounds kind of badass. Like, not in a good way, but like a type of person that you're like, fuck, I'm going to stay away from them in prison. His own ass strangled him to death which take is, it a reputation which is awful but yeah. so um yeah don't don't give anybody atomic wedgies i mean that's kind of a 2013 thing anyway <laughs> i was gonna say like 1995 but that yeah. fad died out in 2013 <laughs> update the wikipedia uh, but yeah he got charged with murder so yeah he's not in funny. prison which is sad I mean, it's sad on both ends but it's yeah. just like you have to admit when something's like so insanely oh, crazy yeah, no, for right sure, for sure it's like i feel bad but it's like don't do that kind of stuff don't punch your stepdad in the first place you yeah, know don't knock him not out a good, not a so, good step anyway yeah i'm uh i'm caught up on my weird news even yeah. though it's from a couple years ago but uh yeah jesus christ okay you want to get into these stories yeah let's do it okay cool so today i'm going to be telling you about a little land called scotland okay a lot of scots there no a lot of scottish there yeah, okay. and so this is a very legendary tale of a man or a clan by the name of sonny bean okay you ever heard of this david sounds familiar but no okay so in the 16th century there was a man by the name of alexander bean who was born in the council area which is also like a district of uh east Lotho- uh, lothian scotland um, although his name was Alexander, he apparently went by Sonny. And I, I looked up the origin of the name Sonny, and apparently Sonny is a variant of the nickname Sandy, which is short for Alexander. Really? Uh, I Sandy is short for Alexander? Well, I think it's like, like, like Zandy, like Sandy. You know, it could like... Z- Alexander, Zandy, Sandy. Are you making this up, or is this a fact? No, this is what I read online. It says oh. it's short for Alexander. I mean, different different cultures. If you said like William and uh, Bill, Bill, exactly. It's like someone's like really, and you're like, yeah, you know, it just happened. So, yeah. so Sandy was a short, and then that turned into Sonny, maybe with like a an accent or something. Okay. But I also found that Sonny is a British derogatory term for a Scottish person, oh. uh, loosely translating to fool or jock. And I'm not sure if that was adapted after this uh, this story or okay. before, but um, the the legend still stands and Sonny still has that uh, derogatory term. But it, it, it peaked in like the 1700s. I, I saw, I went to the website of like when Sonny was popular and it was like really big spike 1700s and then no one ever used it after that. So. Yeah. Um, but he, so Alexander or Sonny Bean, 
um, grew up in a normal family and uh, when old enough went to follow his father's footsteps of ditch digging and hedge trimming. Um, also, I mean, they said that he was maybe a tanner as well, which is somebody who makes like pelts. Like, yeah, belts and pelts and yeah. kelts and leather work. Felts. Um, but he quickly realized that he had little taste for honest labor, so he didn't like the ditch digging and the hedge trimming and the back breaking stuff. Yep. Um, although he did not like hard work, he did like women. Hey. And what he loved more than women was women who also did not like to work. So, okay. and which is what he found in Agnes Douglas. Uh, not only was Agnes as lazy as Sonny, but apparently she was a witch too. Oh, okay, cool. Which made it very hard um, to bring her home to the parents. It's a hard living. I mean, if you're a witch, you, you kind of have a craft, right? Like, you, oh, yeah. you put in a little bit of work. Yeah. Because you can... You gotta find toad legs. You're born as a witch, correct? Butterfly wings. You're, <laughs> I don't think you're born as a witch. Eye of Newt. <laughs> Wing of bat. Okay, well, there's like the Harry Potter style witches and warlocks or whatever they call themselves that are like... I guess they're more wizards, though, not... Not witches. Are witches wizards? No. No, wizards are male witches. No, I think you're born. I think you're born like that way. But um, I think witches. I think that witchcraft is something you can learn. I don't. It's think a learned trait too. Maybe not as powerful. Yeah. No. I mean, you gotta have. You gotta have the. Gotta I'm have guessing the, she was probably a learned witch. Yeah. Because you know, I don't know, but I mean, that takes a little bit of work ethic. So that's that's yeah. nice of her. Yeah. She I just guess. didn't know what she wanted to do. So. Um, the newlywed couple decided that it was time for a change of location because, you know, the parents probably hounded them, talking shit, get a job. Heard um, that one before. So they <laughs> so they wanted a fresh start, which uh, they found in the coastal uh, uh, area called Benane Head in western Scotland, which was like an out, an out jutting of land into like the ocean area. Um, it was like a greeny grass area that was like in between – like two villages, basically. Okay. Um, the uh, in the cave where uh, where they they oh, did I say that? Oh no, I didn't bring that up yet. I'm sorry. Um, what I meant to bring up was that uh, the problem with not wanting to work though is that you don't have money for a house or any kind of living quarters. So they ended up not taking residence uh, in a house, but in a cave system beneath Benane Head instead, because as we all know. Cave rent is very cheap. And witches love caves. And they love caves. They yeah. She was right at home. He was like, you know. Easy to find bat wings for her potions. Lot, oh, yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know if they take. Yeah, you guess you're right. Um, <laughs> probably some Eye of Newt down there, too. Yeah. Um, so the cave was about 200 yards deep, and the entrance was blocked by the water during high tide, which meant more than enough room and privacy so it was okay. kind of like you know best case scenario yeah. um apparently you could still go visit the cave today. i wonder what their postal address was <sighs> probably not a lot of parcels making it to them huck it in the ocean just br- it, it'll probably it'll find its way there. The cave. Yeah, yeah yeah high tide will bring it right to Magic. the doorstep i mean yeah. they maybe just look for the doorbell lick it for three hours we'll come find you yeah you know? that's a good idea so uh now the now the shelter uh taken care of Food was the next priority, and like I said, hard to come by with no money or trade to earn any kind of money. So Sonny began to rob travelers on the lonely, narrow roads that connected the towns. Like I said, they were in between towns and stuff like that. Yeah. I forget the two towns off the top of my head, but I just thought of reading them, reading them when 
people would be like, oh, yeah, I know where that town is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Sonny be, soon began to uh, see the problems in his plan, though, uh, when he began to become worried that these travelers would tip off the authorities uh, of his wrongdoings since he was robbing them and then letting them go. So he doubled down and began to murder the travelers yep. to tie up loose ends. Okay. Um, so that's always, you know, it's always a a good move to just, like... Stitches get thrown in the stew. Yeah. Stitches get thrown in the stew. Yeah. That's Snitches. Snitches sn- get snitch. thrown in the stew. Well, actually, that's exactly... <laughs> Where I'm going with this. Yeah, gotta eat somehow. Sonny would return to the cave and his and his wife every night with his collected loot and a dead body. But being a cheap bastard as Sonny was, he decided to triple down and instead of using his newly stolen money for food, him and Agnes decided to turn to cannibalism eating the newly murdered victim. I mean that's Hell just yeah. like resourcefulness, I guess. You gotta get it fresh. Yeah, and well, I just mean also just the fact that you know if you have it's good meat, great meat. You could just spend that money on uh, on which uh, accoutrement, like a big a big a big stick to and stir some a, trinkets, a cauldron, a big stick to stir the cauldron, a new basketball. Yeah, <laughs> he loved basketball. <laughs> he fucking loved cave it. ball, cave ball. So. For the next 25 years, the cycle continued, and the Bean family grew in size. The couple produced eight sons. Green babies? They were not bean green, green bean babies. They were uh, not broad bean babies. No, no they were no. they were normal inbred babies. Uh-huh. So they produced eight sons, six daughters, and 18 grandsons, and 14 granddaughters. Holy shit. Uh, Wait, so I'm, I'm not going to do that mental math. What's the grand total on that? Uh, la la la. Let me see. Eight, six, eighteen, fourteen. Uh, twenty, thirty-eight, forty. Fuck, man. I was 40s. just wondering if you had that. No, why you put me on the spot like that, you I dickhead? I don't know. I assumed you had it out there. No. So, I mean, it, that's not the point I'm getting at. I think you're okay. missing the big overarching point. There was no. about 40 people living in that cave, okay? Yeah. Maybe low 50s. That's wild. I mean, you said, well, did you say it was uh, like 600 feet? 200, 200 yards deep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, okay, deep, not high. No, it's, I mean, okay. I'm guessing, yeah, the cave. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could fit a lot of people in there. It doesn't matter how high a cave is. You're not, you're not living, you don't, you don't live stacked on top of each other. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, you're missing the main point, which is they're having sex with each other. Yeah. Which means that all of these grandchildren uh, are incest. Got three but, eyes. Yeah. One arm. So they're not looking that great, probably. Um, the Bean Clan would lurk the dark roads at night, waiting for passerbys, because now it's a family matter. Now you They know, need a lot more bodies to eat. Power in numbers, exactly. Um, they, would, they would ambush the travelers, robbing, murdering, dismembering, and consuming the bodies. It is said that the Bean family even pickled leftovers in barrels and discarded body parts into the ocean... Sometimes washing up on nearby beaches as part of the clan's way of making the people think a wild animal was responsible for the murders. I mean, that's smart. It is kind of smart. I mean, especially the whole pickling thing. I mean, as awful as it is, like it's a good idea to get a little stock growing of food. Yeah, you gotta. You know, you can't eat everything on that same night. So yeah. I mean, you have forty people there. So True. I don't know. But if you have two bodies and you're like, oh, we'll save one for later. But yeah. I just, which parts are they? Are they getting rid of? I don't know. Bones. You gotta, you gotta use ligaments. You got to use all the parts, you know. Yeah. You can make a nice. 
as Creed said, uh, or I should say, as Dwight said, your your skull will be used as a soup bowl. Yeah. So to yeah, Creed, yeah. he said that. Can so, make a good weapon out of a femur. Yeah. That's uh, that's like a Space Odyssey, whatever. Or what's that movie? Was it with yeah, the, the monkeys? Yeah, yeah, with the monkeys. I don't think I've ever actually seen that, but that's, yeah, that was I remember the first weapon. The, yeah. Um. Anyway. I'm thinking of Space Oddity. I'm thinking of the David Bowie song. Wow. But um, so, as I said, blaming them animals, which is not good. Also, for years, the local villagers were unaware of the Bean Clan and assumed that the missing people must have uh, just left town or suffered from a natural accident of some sort. So You've got to notice when 40 people are eating other people, I feel like a lot of people are going to go missing. Oh, oh, they they said that in Scotland this was the longest... A list of missing people that like i mean at the end executive yeah or? well no they said that the bean clan was responsible for the most missing people like by the end of it when they discovered them and yeah stuff like that they're like oh well they they're 25 years yeah they probably killed all these people so yeah but also there's no way for them to confirm it because that's the great thing about cannibalism is there's not a lot of evidence after nope. you eat them and then toss the rest in the ocean yeah so as, but it was kind of fucked up, too, because I'll get into it. But as the years continued, more significant notice was taken. And as the years continued, more significant notice was taken of the disappearances, and several organized searches were launched to find the culprits. One search took note of the cave, actually, but the men refused to believe that anything human could live in it. I mean, depending if it was, like, high tide, too, you know? Yeah. Like, There's nothing in there. Why would you even think that people lived in a cave in the first place? Um but frustrated and in a frantic uh, state, you know, they, uh, they they usually ended up going for the townspeople and lynched several innocent people. Uh, but the disappearances continued. I mean, because suspicion apparently often fell on local innkeepers since they were the last known people to have seen the missing uh, people alive, which is fucked up. So innkeepers... I'm thinking of like a hotel. Is that just like someone who like stands at the entrance of the town? No, no, innkeepers are no, no, no. Innkeepers are like hotels, like yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. So people they would probably be traveling through the night or okay. something, and then because they they only went for travelers or people traveling in between towns. So most of the time it was probably people spending the night in one town, true, okay, or a ta- two towns over, and yeah. then coming after them. So that's the worst time to own a hotel. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I would suck. Yeah, they probably fucked over a lot of hotels there. I mean, I feel like at, at that point, it's like, I've just been here all day. You yeah. Know, like, no, I'll, like, just search the premises. Where do you think I'm going to bury these people, you know? Yeah. So that sucked. They killed, so they killed more people than just the people they murdered. Yeah. Um, one fateful night, though, the Beans ambushed a married couple riding home from a local fair on a horse. They, so they had one horse. They are both on the on the horse. Uh, the clan ran down the hillside, tearing the woman from the horse and quickly disemboweling and killing her. Why wouldn't they just eat the horses? Because uh, they got a taste for human meat, bitch. I guess, but damn, there's a lot more meat on a horse, and I'm sure they're a lot tastier. I mean, why don't we eat horses? Some people do, I think. Bad meat. <laughs> just bad meat, you know? It's real tough. N- yeah, you know. But no, you're, you're right. I mean, they probably did in some instances, but yeah. it's also it's well. Then it'd be a lot. It's probably harder to get a horse to the caves too. Y- yeah, I mean, when they have forty people, they could probably do it. But at the end of the day, like they still gotta they still gotta kill the two people on the horse. You can't just be like, give us your horse. True, very you true. Yeah. So, so they probably added the horse to it, but no one horse crime. It's running rampant in Scotland at yeah, this point. Yeah. And no one gives a shit. 
We, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so they disemboweled her. Quick gutting of her, you know. Yeah. Fucked up. Well, you don't need to eat that part anyway. Just leave it where you where you cut it. Yeah, exactly. So they don't want that part. The they can make a nice belt maybe out of the yeah yeah you know. scarf. Yeah, the man was, but the man was able to use the horse even as a weapon, and he ran into some of the Bean Clan, uh, knocking them over and stuff. Which was, you know, you got a horse at your disposal, use it. And uh, while he was also apparently sporting a sword and pistol uh, while fending off the ravenous cannibals. So that's a pretty cool sight to see. It's like a bunch of it, – it would be a movie that I would definitely pay to see. A guy yeah. like on a horse, pistol, sword, horses like kicking cannibals <laughs> and just like going around pow, 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 shooting, yeah. slicing. You know, So luckily for him though, a, I mean it was still 1 to 40-something. So it's like mm, – you're not going to make it. Yeah. So luckily for him, a group of 20 or so villagers were also on their way back from that same fair and stumbled upon the altercation, which is when the Bean clan fled into the, back into the darkness. So, I mean, at that point, the numbers aren't in your favor anymore. The word is out. You want to dip real quick. And yep. I mean, maybe you got the lady, you know? Yeah. That's one. So yeah. that's not bad. Cut your um, losses. Yeah. So cut her open and cut your losses. Yeah. Uh, with the beans' uh, existence finally revealed, it was not long before King James heard of the atrocities from the from the survivor and decided to lead a manhunt with a team of four hundred men and several bloodhounds. Bloodhounds are your death sentence. Yep. That was, I mean, imagine... Some good boys. Yeah, imagine the the guy who found out that, like, how useful bloodhounds were to, like, track down people or track... Yeah. Them. I mean, they obviously use them for animals first, but still, just, like, being able to... I wonder to, if they had names before, before they realized they were, like, such good, like, hounds at, like, tracing ooh, people. That's a good question, actually. But they originally I wonder. Was. Yeah, they probably had a different name or something like that, yeah. but they, you know, just got... this Because bloodhounds kind of seem like... It kind of seems like a slang term almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just kind of stuck. Um, they soon found the bean, the bean cave. <laughs> that sounds. I just keep picturing people looking. I know we talked about beans from even Stevens, but I'm picturing a whole <laughs> clan of people that have his face, and they're just cannibalistic monsters that run down a hill. Because they're inbred, you think they look like him? I. Well, I mean, I'm just... Is that where you're going with that? No, I'm... No, that's fucked up. We're trying to get him on the show. Beans, what's up? No, no, I just meant because the last name is Beans. I'm not just picturing... You're fucked up. Um, (laughs) So, like I said, uh, they soon found the Bean Cave thanks to the Bloodhounds. So, thank you, Bloodhounds. Uh, The cave was a scene of many murders and cannibalistic acts where... Uh, it was scattered with human remains with some body parts hanging on the wall, barrels filled with limbs because they got to pickle them. Oh, yeah. And uh, stolen heirlooms and jewelry, which is kind of weird too because – Sell that shit. Exactly. Like why are you just sitting on that? But maybe they had a lot of – like you know, maybe they went to – they didn't really need – like what do you need at that point? You're in a cave. Yeah. You're eating on the regular – stop fucking eating people no i just mean like why do you need why do you need money at that point <laughs> to buy food and stop fucking eating people <laughs> no. no this is a lifestyle choice at this point yeah they've already accepted they're not trying to get out of that it's one, just so. who they are now yeah so i'm like i guess they don't need maybe they're just sitting on it until they find a reason there's like we need an xbox and then they, they'll yeah. go and pawn a bunch of they uh, need like eight xboxes <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of controllers <laughs> yeah. but they probably didn't have fully working thumbs because of the you know 
inbreeding. The inbreeding. <laughs> the inbreeding. They didn't even know how to pronounce that word. So, um, but what happened next? There's there's two versions of what happened next. Um, one was that um, some claimed that dynamite was placed at the entrance of the cave, and they blew it up. And- to seal this up real quick. Exactly. I mean, th- that would kind of make sense, but yeah. you also don't want them to escape like out the back if there's like another, you know, coastal cave. Sometimes they will have like a, it'll like wrap around and then come out another side or something like that. So they're like, they blew up the cave and then they said it collapsed in and they all suffered from suffocation. Is or, this the prequel to uh, The Descent? This is not, but that's a good question, actually. <laughs> that was uh, that was a good movie. Very scary movie. Yeah. Um, so they said they all suffocated or starved to death, but you know they probably ran through a couple numbers of people before... Uh, start eating each other and start making more babies and eating the babies. Yeah, that's nine months. Can you stay, hung- can you stay hungry for nine months? With and then that's kids? not a lot of meat, uh-huh. too. Yeah. This is fucked up. We're talking about eating a baby, but I mean... <laughs> Uh, this I mean, is not us talking. Yeah, this we're is, not eating babies. Yeah, the bean clan. Don't get mad at us, guys, okay? We didn't eat the babies, yeah. okay? We're just trying to – we were hired to to resource food out in this cave, and we're trying to find – we're doing the best what we have, okay? Yeah, working with what we got. So, But the, the most common idea of what happened next is – I think it's far cooler, but um, they said that the clan was captured alive where they gave up without a fight, which is a little disappointing, to say the yeah. least. Um, they were taken in chains to the Tollbooth Jail in Edinburgh, uh, then transferred to Leith, Leith or Glasgow, um, where they were promptly executed without trial as they were seen as subhuman and unfit for, for any kind of trial. Yep. Uh, Sonny and his fellow men had their genitalia cut off okay. and, tr- and thrown into the fire. Oh, I was going to say they cook it up in a stew and make them eat it. Mm, they might like that. They don't want to give them that. So they, they threw that into the fire. No getting that back. Yeah. Uh, and then they had their hands and their feet severed and were allowed to bleed to death. Um, they were allowed to? They were allowed to. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you weren't there's nothing really else going on. You could maybe roll into the fire and go eat your penis, but yeah, a cooked penis. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to die with my boys. And then he's, he's like, getting... he's like, okay, time to take it off. You're burning it. You're burning it. Take it off. <laughs> it's, it's overcooked. I just seem like, well, a guy with like no, no hands and no feet is like rolling in the fire. He's like, I'm coming for you boys. And he's like, rolls over into the fire and they're like, okay, let that guy go. He, he deserved that. But, um, like I said, thrown into the fire, and the others were allowed to bleed to death, uh, and, oh, Sonny's, uh, shouting his dying words, it isn't over, it will never be over. I mean, it was some, over. Some good last words. Yeah, it, it was good. It, they don't Real ring, haunting. They don't ring true, but I get it. Maybe just talking about cannibalism as a, uh, as an idea. Uh, okay. Or no. just the bean folk. Maybe one of the bean children escaped. Maybe one. Yeah. Maybe we're a bean person. He, they're gonna. He or she is gonna have a hard time finding a, a mate to make more bean 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 clan. But what if they just had one trained? He's like, <laughs> hey, you looking for a date? And you're like, what's wrong with you? Like, I have a nice cave. If you want to come back, you like pickled human feet. You're like, oh, I do not want to go on a date with you. I'm sorry. So yeah, it's it's hard to find a suitor. Uh, one, even if you did escape. But, like I said, that was for all the men. They had their wieners cut off, 
hands and feet bled out except for a couple that rolled into the fire yeah but after watching the men die agnes and her fellow you know children and grandchildren uh were burned alive on the stake okay from she was a witch um she was a witch you make a very good point i mean she probably didn't mention that i mean that was probably not the top um accomplishment as of right now on the top of her list they're like, yeah they're not like we're killing you because of which like no you you pickled a bunch maybe of, you, you pickled a bunch of wieners and ate them yeah you know so um so and they were burned at the stake uh let's see what else happened i mean at this point they're all dead right yeah um this recalls in essence if not in detail what does that mean I don't know. This you wrote it. Uh, I know. This recalls, in essence, if not in detail, the punishment of hanging, drawing, and quartering decreed for men convicted of treason while women convicted of the same were burned. So they're just saying that, like, uh, this this was, like, normal practices. Like, women usually weren't, uh, you know, like hanged, draw, and quartered. Uh, they were just kind of burned. And then the okay. men had, like, more of a suffering, you know, humiliating type thing, I feel like. Yeah. Um. The story of Sonny Bean itself seems to have only been historically recorded in the Newgate Calendar, which is a crime catalog of Newgate Prison in London. And actually, many believe that the English actually fabricated the cannibalistic story to try and degrade and diminish the humanity of the Scottish people. Okay. But uh, some say if you visit the cave that remains to this day uh, in Benainhead, Scotland— that you can still hear the faint sound of Sonny Bean sharpening his knives deep within the blackness of the cave. Ooh, oh, so wait, I thought they blew up the cave. No, remember, there's two stories. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess, I guess the thing is, the cave still exists, so they didn't blow up the cave. Okay. I mean, but I think people are like, this is the cave of Sonny Bean. And there's, there's probably four of those up the coast th- that you can yeah, take exa- tours of. Exactly. There's no. I don't think there's any proof. Yeah. Um, like I said, this this was a. It was only reported in this Newgate calendar uh, yeah. for Newgate Prison in London. But I think there's like, oh, this is Benainhead's cave, and it's kind of like one guy goes, "This is the Sonny Bean cave," and then he tells everybody, and everybody goes, "Oh, well, this is the Sonny Bean cave." So yeah. Um, but it could have been another cave that blew up. So, yeah. um, but um, I mean, some people know this, but. Wes Craven, actually, uh, famous for Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. Tons of stuff. um, Was inspired by the story to write and direct the movie The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, okay. About a radioactive mutant inbred family that lived in the hills and feasted on the flesh of lost travelers. Which is a great movie. That was like one of my favorite movies growing up because I always liked these weird horror movies and stuff. And that movie terrified me and yeah, i merely made a sequel maybe well, a couple sequels well they made the original one was made back in the 70s or 80s yeah and um it's actually funny because the main like uh inbred guy mm-hmm. in in that movie who's like on the cover um he's also been in some rob zombie films and stuff like that okay he actually lived in sonoma county apparently and my dad met him and he's like, oh, he's like a really nice guy. Like, he, yeah. he's kind of deformed looking and stuff. And he's kind of scary looking. He's like a big, tall guy. Oh. You ever seen that guy? I think I know you're talking He stands kind of like this. Yeah. He has like a lumpy head kind of. And he, apparently he's just like a super nice guy. Like I think he passed away a few years ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, man. He was like well-spoken. He was he the was really like, like sweet family member in uh, 
in um the devil's rejects or whatever the one before that the uh, shit what's that movie called is that the one where like he he's like it's the house and oh 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 house of a thousand corpses house of a thousand corpses he's in that yeah i'm pretty sure he's like the the younger brother that doesn't say a word but he like tries to help the girl escape oh uh yeah he might be i mean but he's he was definitely in one of the remakes that they made and he was like like helping capture chickens or something like that he's just like ooh, and they're like they're you know they always kind of it's fucked up they always kind of make him like a like mentally slow like inbred yeah. guy but i have seen him in like other b or c movies where he just romantic play- comedies not those <laughs> um where he he kind of plays like a uh like a a, a gas station guy who's like don't go up that hill where it's like oh yeah he's still in like a horror movie but he's not like the monster he's like the yeah. creepy gas station guy but he's still like a good guy he's not yeah. like he's warning them so yeah that's cool that he got some of those roles and- yeah that's good. Not all cannibalistic roles. It's really hard to be typecast as a cannibal in Hollywood. You can't really break out of that one. Yeah. So. Yep. You know how it is. Yep. Yeah. Ready. It seems like you're just saying yeah a lot. No. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to go? Well, I'm done. Okay. I'm, that's that's all I have. All right. Well, I'll get into mine. Um, the year was 19. 19- Oh, <laughs> I like how you seem so disinterested at first. You're like, yep, yep, oh, yep. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, your turn. He's like, welcome to the David Mystery Hour. <laughs> like, okay. So he's really into this. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was 1900. And, oh, okay. Uh, now you're disinterested again. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the 26th of December. And a, a boat was heading out to Flannan Island in the Outer Hebrides. Hey, where are we talking right now? So the the island is off of uh, Scotland. Oh, so we got another Scottish tale right here. Yeah, I can't do that accent. I'm not going to try it. You can't do the accent. No, I can't. Oh. I don't want to embarrass myself trying. Oh, um, you're just another sunny bean. Exactly. I know um, it was you. Smelled the wiener on your breath when you walked in. So the island was very remote, <laughs> aside from a lighthouse. Pickled dick in your mouth. Yes, pickled dick. Oh, yeah. Can we cut that out? No, nope, okay. I'm leaving that in. Cool, um, cool, cool. So, yeah, so the island was very remote aside from the lighthouse and the keepers that lived in the lighthouse. Besides that, it was completely uninhabited. Okay. And uh, the island was named after St. Flannan, a 6th century Irish bishop who would eventually become a saint. Okay. And Bishop Flannan built a chapel on the island and for centuries, many shepherds would go to the island because it wasn't very far. Shepherds are guys who, who herd sheep, correct? Yes, they would go and they would take their sheep there for a good old afternoon graze because since no one lived there, it's like, hey, take the sheep over there. It's as much as they can eat. Like, no one's going to be bothered by it. No, no, it's only keeping no it under wolves, control. No wolves, just green yeah. pastures. Hey, but the, uh, they had to put a bunch of uh, sheep on a boat? Yeah. Okay. I I guess so. That, that's yeah. that's doable. Yeah, and so, um, but the catch was is that they would only do day trips and never stay the night. Okay. Why would they do that? You might ask. Because the there's haunted. It's haunted. Yeah, because the shepherds were fearful of oh. the spirits who were believed to haunt the remote island. Ooh. So let's get back to this arriving boat. There's, can I ask? Can I ask how many uh, lighthouse attendants were there? Or three. There's three at a time. Yes. Okay. So. It didn't, from what I read, it didn't really make it, um, like, an apparent thing, but it, I'm pretty sure there were two guys that were there all the time, and then the third would cycle in and out, and they would switch people. Okay, like, you get you get two days off type thing. So he just basically covered the days off for, like, the other guys? 
you know, I don't, again, it didn't go into detail on it, but it made it seem like there were two guys there that were permanent and okay. then one person who would cycle in every now and then. Okay. Um, so that's actually who's arriving. So let's get back to the boat. Mm-hmm. The boat had aboard Captain James Harvey and Joseph Moore, who was a new replacement for one of the lighthouse keepers. Okay. Almost immediately, the two noticed something was strange. When no one was there to await their arrival, because, like, you know, they always, they're in a lighthouse, they see where the boats are coming, and so usually, like, there's people waving. down there. Yeah, exactly. Hey. So the captain blew his horn and sent a warning flare in an attempt to get the 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 life, um, the lighthouse's uh, attention. Okay. But no one responded. Was there a light? Was there, like, a light going still? Didn't say. Okay. Um... So the two got into one of the little side boats and rowed their way to the lighthouse. Uh, the captain reported he had an overwhelming sense of foreboding and fear on his ascension up to the lighthouse. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like you'd get that immediately when somebody's just not like, oh, it's pro- protocol to come out to the lighthouse. And it's like, they're not out the lighthouse. They're either, yeah. they're either doing something in the lighthouse. Wrestling in the fields. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's our workout, so have you stopped judging us, okay? As soon as the captain approached the door, his fears were confirmed, and the door was unlocked. Which, I feel like that's strange, because it's like you're on a remote island, why I would you lock, lock the, door? the door? Yeah, but apparently that was something that was unusual to him. Yeah, which... maybe because like the lighthouse is supposed to be like a very valuable, like prestig- yeah. prestigious thing, so it's like, you keep it locked, so just in case. Yeah. you know. So... Pirates. Not only was the door unlocked, but two out of the three oilskin coats were missing. Oh, damn. We talked about oilskin coats yeah. last time. Yeah. Okay. But so, yeah, two so out of the three is, were missing. Okay, so two out of three. Okay, and there, that, that's Gordon Fisherman, uh, like, uh, yellow, yeah. yellow get-up. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so the coats weren't the only strange thing about the lighthouse. As Captain Harvey and Moore continued to search the lighthouse, they found a half-eaten meal and an overturned chair, <laughs> ma- making the two think that wherever they went, they they in went in a hurry. hurry. Okay. Yeah. Um, another uh, odd thing that they noticed was that the kitchen clock was stopped. Oh. Mm. Okay. I feel like that's one of the weirder thing aspects of the story that they didn't really touch up on, but it's like, why would why would it be stopped? You know, like, what would do that? Would the, like why would someone like stop the clock? Uh, why would anybody uh, stop a clock in the first place? Like the ticking was driving them insane, or the clock is has been broken. Yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, but yeah, like it makes you. It definitely adds a supernatural yeah. like uh, essence to it. Like, exactly. Why did the clock stop? What the yep. fuck's going on? So, without finding where the men were, the captain sent a telegram to the mainland, which read: "A dreadful accident has happened at the Flannins. The three keepers, Ducat, Marshall." And the other occasional, see, that's why I'm thinking, like, he refers to this guy as the the occasional. Mm. So I think it's, like, people that come in and out have disappeared from the island. Oh, so three of them were there at the time. Okay, yeah. I thought there was two there. No. And then that, so I think that guy was, was showing up to be like, hey, I'm the third guy. Yeah, so up? I think he was taking more out there to switch with the other uh, oh. occasional. Okay, that makes sense. So so there's two jackets gone with three people gone. Exactly. Okay. So that And it's, and it's at the end of December. So it's cold as shit. Yeah. Um, so back to the quote. On our arrival this afternoon, there's no sign of life on the island. Fired a rocket, which is funny, <laughs> but fired a rocket, but no response was made. 
managed to land more who went up to the station but found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that there was an accident. Must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, they must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Night coming in, we could not wait to make something as to their fate. I have left more McDonald, buoy master, and two seamen on the island to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. Will not return to Oban until I hear from you. I have repeated this wire to Moorhead in case you are not at home. I will remain on the, at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. Sometimes it's fucking hard to read, like, like the weird, like, sometimes, cadence of, like, old well, writing like that. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes they start a sentence where, like, fired a rocket. I mean, like, that's not an improper sentence, but, like... Fired a rocket. You'd be like, <laughs> we we fired a rocket. So it's like, fired a... I don't know. Just kind of weird to be like, what the fuck did I just read? You know? Yeah. So, um, but... So it sounds like they're just like, these guys are gone. Mm-hmm. They probably drowned. We're not going to do too exhaustive of a search because it's the ocean. We yeah. know how the ocean works. Yeah. It just probably pulled them back out, and now they're all dead, which is crazy. But they have to keep that lighthouse running, so they just dropped off some more people there. Yep. And they're like, keep it going. Yeah. Okay. So three days later, a man named Robert Robert Moorhead, who was the recruited – he recruited the three guys, so mm-hmm. he knew them very well. Um, departed for the island to investigate the situation for himself. Moorhead found the same stuff that the other two did, but he also found one thing they missed. The lighthouse log. Mm. Moorhead noticed that the last few log entries were very bizarre. On the 12th of December, the second assistant, Thomas Marshall, wrote, Severe winds, the likes of which I have never seen before in 20 years. And also added in, a note that James Ducat, 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 who cares? Duke, Duke. Who was the principal Deuce. keeper of the lighthouse had been very quiet, and the third assistant, named William MacArthur, had been crying. He wrote that in the log? Yeah. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I snitched him out. But <laughs> in, in the reports, the reason why it's strange that he was crying, because everybody that knew MacArthur described him as a tough-as-nails, seasoned mariner who had a reputation for being, like, a brawler in town. Like, you'd get in fights and stuff. Oh, and so now he's really trying to shit on his name. But no, that is weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, men cry. It happens. I can't watch This Is Us. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, I can't watch that show either. But, you know, back in the day, you know, it's 1900, like... Yeah, what's causing him to cry? Yeah, and the other guy's just, like, dead quiet for some reason. That's super weird. So what type of, you know, what type of storm could make a big old manly man like that weep? Um, The next log entry for the 13th said the storm was still raging on, and all three men had been praying for their lives, which doesn't make any sense, because all three men were experienced lighthouse keepers and, like, mariners and stuff, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were safely situated on a brand new lighthouse that was like had them 150 feet above sea level like safe like nothing even if waves are hitting it that you're still within a lighthouse not like you're on a boat that might capsize so like why are you guys so scared which makes you think i've seen like tsunamis hit lighthouses and it's still standing afterwards yeah so you just think that there's something else in play right now yeah another factor that makes uh the storm very interesting is that there are absolutely no reports of a storm in that area on those days oh shit so the I believe the lighthouse was close enough to the 
to the like the mainland that like people could see the lighthouse from the shore. And so like people are like, we can see the lighthouse those days. Like there's not a storm there. Like they would be able to see a storm. That makes it a little less like, yeah, you shouldn't be as scared right now because like it's not it's not like you couldn't shoot a flare and get help. It's not like you're you know, miles and miles off the coast where yeah. you know. Yeah, and they said that a storm did show up on the seventeenth, but all these logs were like days before. So like paranormal winds. Possibly. Are those a thing? They are now, bitch. Um <laughs> the final log entry got stuck in a ghost hurricane, I tell ya. John's been crying ever since. The final log entry from the lighthouse was dated December fifteenth, and all it said was storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Okay, so they the seemed, fuck does that mean? They seemed hopeful. God is overall like God stopped this 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 storm. Like, it has power overall. Like who knows? No one knows. Like that's not like a saying. Um, I googled it, and there's like there's Bible verses that like kind of have those same words in them, but not in that order, and not just that sentence. Mm-hmm. God is overall. I mean, it, it does seem like they're like praising God for like their their shitty time there but i don't know it's still kind of like ominous and like where'd they go what happened like the storm's over yeah. they wrote that last log entry in there yeah so they survived the storm if you thought that yeah if, if you thought they one. died in the storm then they wouldn't have a log entry in there at all so exactly like, what the fuck? so shifting focus moorhead turned his attention to the coats why would only two out of three men leave the lighthouse with coats it's december it's freezing there's like no way you leave the place without a coat yeah um so another note is why would all three men leave at the same time? It's not just an unusual thing for that to happen, but um, it's actually strictly against the rules and regulations of lighthouse keeping. Like you always have to have one person there to be like in the tower watching for boats. Like you sure. can't, you can't abandon a lighthouse. That's like one of the biggest rules. Unless like <clears throat> one, one person went some, like went out there, did something really quick. Like, got in trouble somehow another guy ran out there tried to help him he yeah. got in trouble and the last guy ran out there but like still the storm's not going on at this point yeah so what's what's in trouble what's what's making making them freak out like this yeah so leaving the lighthouse moorhead checked the surrounding area and found some strange stuff at the landing platform he noticed ropes strewn all over the rocks and the ropes were usually there to hold in supply crates okay um, it was possible that the storm dislodged the crate and the keepers were attempting to retrieve the supplies when an unexpected wave snuck up on them and swept them all to sea. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, but that's also just like a very unlikely, um, excuse because these guys are so like well-informed of the ocean. Like no one, no one bought it. Like no one's like, they're like, there's no way these, all three of these guys could get taken out by like a wave. Like they're. They're too experienced. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. They know what not to do. And, and there's no reason all three would be standing in one spot for a wave to hit them. Yeah. Um, if the men were washed to sea, then their bodies would have washed ashore. Cause That's they, another thing they say. Because they that, didn't get past the tide. Like, it was still pushing them against the rocks and yeah. stuff like that. And why would one man not grab a coat? Um, it was not believable. Like I was saying, that three experienced lighthouse keepers would be unaware of a wave. And again, the weather reported by man was that the like the water was calm like everybody on shore Mm. they said that there's no storm so there's no reason for them to like leave or even get washed out like yeah you would there's something there's something else going on here that nobody knows about yeah 
So after the years, the mysterious disappearance has many theories, um, which is, well, aliens. Okay. People think maybe they were abducted by aliens. I didn't even think about that. I think a more realistic one would be invading foreigners, which is a term that they used on the thing I was reading that's like basically like someone coming from another land and just like taking a supply... And then, like, taking them. It, it, yeah, I was about to say, it could definitely be, like, they... Because you said you can see this lighthouse off the coast. Like, it's pretty easy for you to land on the opposite side of the island, yeah. sneak up on them, why isn't the door locked, that kind yeah. of thing, you know? So yeah. they probably busted in, grabbed them, grabbed the supply crates, yeah. you know? So over the years after the mysterious disappearance, uh, many of the following lighthouse keepers that now stay on the island have reported strange voices in the winds which call out the names of the three presumed dead men so was it cabin fever was it haunting spirits aliens just a misadventure leading to the men's death who knows what do you think do you mean cabin fever by like uh one of them killed the other two yeah like went nuts and yeah maybe killed them it could be i mean that's the that's the the thing about these situations they're so open ended you know yeah. i mean you you i think your your first inclination is to say it's it's the water it's the it's the weather but then when there's reports of these guys saying hey the the weather has passed we're all good now it's now there's so many more questions that's the that's the like the biggest part like the biggest thorn in that one is that it's like they said yeah the storm has passed so you can't really can't really call the storm on that one because yeah they wrote it themselves it's gone what, what do you think is the most likely you said foreigners yeah like, i think i think invading. them getting abducted like just taken maybe but I, it doesn't make it nothing makes sense i mean you, you say foreigners but i mean it's just still like pirates yeah pirates everyone. are foreigners right so yeah. like anybody who just like is not uh, a part of the the scottish civilization i guess could just like run up on get up on land take mm-hmm. all the stuff take the three guys to um you know, you, you want to join our crew, we either kill you or you join our crew. Yeah, we'll join your crew, that yeah. kind of thing. So, What I really wanted to know the answer to was if they could tell whose jacket was left behind. Oh. That's something that I didn't see anything about that I was really curious about, which, I mean, it wouldn't answer anything, but it'd make it a little more interesting to know, like, who left without their jacket. Well, you know what's really interesting is the fact that, like you said, one person always has to stay in the lighthouse. Yeah. So I'm guessing... Two of them went out with coats. Yeah. One of them maybe got dragged out. Yeah. Or something happened to the two men where he ran. I feel like even if like something was going wrong with you know, like these two men, like whether they fell in or something, he would still throw on a coat like while he was running out, like just snag it off. Yeah. But it wouldn't be it wouldn't be hard to just grab it. And but go. yeah, so those two men were out there, and then something happened to them. Whether it was being attacked by people. Yeah. Uh, the elements. Yep. Aliens, creatures, ghosts, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then the last guy either got dragged out, jumped out, or... of it, jumped from his food, knocked over his chair, ran yeah. out without his coat. Exactly. So, I mean, still very weird. You think their bodies would be there if they died yeah. there on the island or near the in, in the water. So, damn, I don't know. Maybe one guy killed the other one, and the other guy was eating his meal and saw that and just like jumped out of his chair and ran without his coat. Shit. And that guy chased. And him then down one guy him. just dipped out. One guy just like took a. Lo- I mean, they have lifeboats out there too, correct? I would think so. They have a boat. They so, have to. I mean, I mean, both all the boats are probably still there. But geez, I mean, th- there's a reason why that that story is still told today is because no answer. Th- yeah, I'm not. You're not going to go. Oh, it was definitely this. It, was this, like, yeah. it wouldn't be what it is. So yeah, 
damn, that's really crazy and uh, pretty creepy, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Scott, I want to know what he was eating. Scott Haggis. What you eating? Haggis. What is haggis? Yeah, Scottish people eat it. What is it? I think it's a uh, sausage. Imagining, uh, I was imagining like an oatmeal kind of thing. Is it? Google it. What is that? I think it's like is it a cheese. No, haggis is like some kind of like I want to say like a sausage or like an intestine I'm or trying stomach. Trying to say haggis. No, is it stomach? Haggis is it like Scottish dish contain containing sheep or calves oral mixed? <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Oh, that's a, no. What? It's, yeah, it's an oatmeal. I was right. It's like an oatmeal kind of thing with cheese Bullshit. in it. Bullshit. What? Yeah. Are you serious? No way. Yeah. If anybody's out there had haggis, you're probably just like... Boiled in a bag. Hitting your head against the wall right now. Are you Traditionally serious? Traditionally made from the animal's stomach. Oh, okay. There we go. No, I'm not totally crazy. Right? Oh, boiled in a bag. Did they boil... Haggis savory pudding containing sheep's pluck, minced with onions, oatmeal, suet, spices... And salt mixed with stock and cooked while traditionally encased in an animal's stomach, though often is artificial case instead. Okay, so pretty gross still. Kind of, um, it kind of looks like a like a, a sausage. It looks like a sausage that was put into a baked potato. Yeah, so he's cooking in his stomach. But yeah, uh, I mean, we're getting off. We're getting <laughs> off. But it is a Scottish episode at this point. Yeah, like, we didn't know we were both going to do Scottish tales. Sometimes so. it just works out like that. Oh my god! You could buy you could buy haggis in a can on Amazon for fourteen dollars. Mm. That's a little steep. Fuck that! I mean, it might be good haggis though because could be it's, great haggis. It's thirteen fifty. So Who are you to judge? I guess I don't know, but damn, they, they sell damn. full chickens in a can. You're gonna judge? Oh my god! I've seen those. They're like congealed, and oh, let's not get into that. That's another horror story for later. But um, Scottish, the 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 land of Scotland. Uh, thank you for yeah. For thanks for the stories. Your guys. your interesting past. There's we appreciate pro- probably that. a lot more going on there that we don't know about, but we'll probably soon find out as the a whole new world as the episodes go on. So. Thank you for that, Scotland. Shout out, Scotland. Shout out, Scotties. I, I messed up because I last episode I said we had some listeners in Cheshire, England, and it's not. It's <coughs> Chichester. Oh, my God. So now we have to get someone in Cheshire. In, yeah. Um, it's not. It's like Cheshire. Oh, my God. I'm sorry if, you, if you're if you from Like the there. cat from Alice in Wonderland? It's like, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that is called the Cheshire cat, but... Um, I, like Chichire, I think, is the the name of the English town that we have some listeners at, which is cool. Shout out England. That's really cool that we actually have some some listeners overseas. Yeah, we've been talking about doing like a tour overseas. Maybe we'll see you guys. <laughs> no, I ain't got overseas money. Oh, Chichester. Okay, Chichester? I'm sorry. Chichester or Chichester. Um, thank you, Chichester, England. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Also, shouts out Fayetteville, uh, North Carolina. Huntley, really? Montana. Uh, we got Ogden, We got Utah. Helena in there, you said? We, no, Hunt, we have, Huntley, Montana. Huh. You said we have Ogden? Ogden, Utah. Oh. So. That's where uh, Weber State is. What's that? College. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, and then the rest are just like, we got some listeners in our hometowns and stuff like that. But uh, thank you, Boise, Idaho. Shout out. What up? Uh, and yeah. So thank you guys for listening uh, in all those towns. We really do appreciate you guys. Hopefully we'll have many more towns to shout out later. But keep it up. We love it. We love you guys for listening. We love hanging all around. Of you. And uh, if, if we ever get to meet you, we'll, we'll sit down and have a nice haggis together. Yeah. I got to try haggis. Now we got to eat haggis. If I go to Scotland, I'm having haggis. I have to have haggis. 
Gotta have my haggis. Gotta have my haggis. Gotta have my haggis. Okay, cool. Well, I think that's it. Um, my dance is over, and so is this podcast. So uh, go to campstrange.com for any of the hyperlinks. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what up, all those. Uh, send us stories for um, for more of the Tales from the Camp episode, your personal weird stories or funny or strange, creepy, whatever. Um, anything that you got that you think would fit this podcast send it on over to us um we got merch uh on our store we have some soft shirts david you're wearing one of the soft shirts right now i am it's so comfortable he's wearing the campfire one with all the little monsters around the campfire the demons. it's a gray one it's it's nice i like that shirt a lot i mean yeah. i like the other it turned one out too, really good yeah it, it's great um and i think that's it um Do you have anything to say, David? No. See you next week, guys. Yeah. See you guys next week. Uh, We'll have more stories for you, and we can't wait to tell them. So keep it spooky. Keep it weird. And don't forget to stay strange.